Pops going to pray for us. Father, thank you so much uh, for the day. Thank you for the laughter. Thank you for the chatter. Thank you for the love that is extended to each one here. Father, open our hearts and our minds to the message that you will speak through Mike. If there is stuff in our attic of our heart that needs to be freed, Father, you're the only one that can do that. Mm -hmm. <coughs> so, Father, we, uh, we praise you, we worship you, and we thank you for what you're going to be doing tonight. Mm -hmm. In Jesus' name, mm -hmm. amen. 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 Thanks, Pop. All right. Uh, one of the things, uh, uh, just a reminder, we're still doing the Crazy Eights. This is really cool. Uh, the Crazy Eights, for anyone that's just dropped in, is that we started this deal 1st of December. Our heart, guys, is to help people find safe places, places of refuge, okay? And so, uh, in doing that, there's a lot of folks that help people transition in different stages of life. And most of the time, shelter is needed, and when I'm, or dwellings, that's a better word. Dwellings are, are, A3 is an example of that. For anyone that's traveled any life with us at all, you know what A3 is. There's other folks that we help fund as they're helping people transition from different stages in life. And man alive, we said, look, there was one in particular, Brad, Way of Hope, struggling, quite honestly. And uh, we just drilled it down and said it takes eight bucks an hour for him to take care of, on average, 50 women and children every day to pick them up, escort them to a place to sleep, to lay their heads down, to feed them, to get them back up in the morning and go do that again. And oh, by the way, in the process, try to help them figure out what was in their heart to get them to that place anyway. Because not a one of them ever at one time when they were eight or nine years old went up to their mom and said, I, I can't wait till I have to get on a bus with the 49 other homeless women. There wasn't a one of them that said that. <laughs> there wasn't a one of them that ever thought that. And so the thing is, is that you as a people are saying, we'll help you. We'll help you figure that out. Man, it stinks, doesn't it? Yeah. But we're going to help you figure it out. It's not bigger than the Jesus, the God in us. And so you're responding, and so you're sending it out over your social media, and there's been 815 times that people have donated $8, and so I can't do the math on that. That's a lot of money. Right? I mean, we can celebrate that. So we, can, we want to keep that rolling just for a little bit longer, because right now, Brad and, and his bunch are in the bullseye of that. But it's going to be ongoing as we want to be a place of people. Of, we want to be a group of people that help provide safe places, refuge throughout the year. It takes cash to do that, and we're not afraid to go after it. How's your attic? If anybody came to your home right now and said, Hey, I want to go up in the attic, would you just tremble a little bit? Hey, on one side of ours, it'd be like, man, I'm pretty sure you don't want to go over there. <laughs> it's bad. And so as Deb said this week, we're going to traipse into that unknown. 
But the cool thing about it, and it happens all the time, is that when you start going into attics and you start unpacking boxes, memories immediately come, don't they? And you go, wow, I haven't seen that forever. There's one particular box, I think it's still on that side of the attic that we're going to traipse into that has a, a lot of old college memories in there. It's bad stuff in that box, gang. <laughs> Very incriminating. <laughs> There's some bad stuff in that box, you know. That's why it's up in the attic. That's why it's way over in that corner, you know, in the back where it's real black. You can't see anything. But when you go in there and shine the light, you go, oh, there's the box. And, and, and every year you go, do you want to throw the box away? And every year I go, no. What am I holding on to? And why? Because of me. Huh? pictures of me yeah there's there's other stuff in there too but, uh, you know we don't you know there's some pictures of other people that were in that box too we won't say any names but they know who they are and so think about that just for a second as you start going into the attic of your heart or even the attic of your room and say what do i base my decision on getting rid of something or keeping it what is my motive for hanging on to anything that I hang on to? What's the purpose that it's going to serve if I keep that box up in the attic? I mean, another example was just a few weeks ago, we were having, starting to have this conversation, and the girls were involved, ML and, and Gully. I think Bib may have been involved in it as well, because Deb was going to say, man, we're just getting rid of all that. We're, we're just going to get rid of all of it. And, you know, there was this kind of a panic look on some of their faces. There's memories. There are memories in those boxes, right? So there was, this, there was this angst between one another that what's important to me may not be an important memory for her, and yet we as a people a lot of times try to talk me out of what's important to me. You've got to hang on to that. Because who even asked you to say what's important to me? I didn't ask you. And so a lot of times we'll just look at that out thing and go, well, that's, that's junk. Why do you want to hang on to that, Bibbo? Well, it's important to me. Why is it important? That's what you want to start dissecting a little bit. Let's look at Scripture here just for a second. And then I'm going to instruct you what to do with these cards. First place we're going to look is Ephesians 4, 31. Ephesians 4.31, it's a letter Paul wrote. And he says, get rid, some translations will have put away, get rid or put away all bitterness, rage, anger, harsh words, and slander, as well as all types of evil behavior. Flip over a few pages to Colossians. Remember the old... Uh, acronym General Electric Power Company. I'll let you know in that section of the book that's Galatians, Ephesians, General Electric Power, Philippians, Company, Colossians. So flip over. Colossians 3, chap, uh, chapter 3, verse 8. It says a lot of the same things, but now is the time to get rid or put aside anger, rage, malicious behavior, slander, and dirty language. 
And the last one in James, that's on over a few pages. That's in chapter 1. James is saying, so get rid of, put aside, or put away all the filth and evil in your lives and humbly accept the Word God has planted in your hearts. For it has the power to save your souls. And so what I thought would be interesting is that let's just let's pretend that we're going to go into the attic of our hearts. Alright, first thing I want you to do, it's 2015, right? And man, I love do-overs, especially when I'm in golf. I used to play a lot of golf, and man, you know, first tee, everybody would say, first tee, you get a mulligan. That means you get to hit another one if you didn't like the first one. You get your do-over. You get your start. Here we go. We're turning the page. It's a clean slate, right? Before I jump into 2015 and start getting rid of things or putting away things or putting aside stuff, i got to figure out what do I not want to drag into 2015? Okay? Is there anything in your life that in 2014 that you go... I have got to rid myself of this. I cannot drag this in to 2015. Some of you may not have anything. That's cool. Just put nothing, put your name on it, and we're gonna and what we're gonna do after we so whatever that first thought is, let me push pause here. Whatever that first thought was for you, write that down, put the date on it, seal it in the envelope, put your name on it. And then in March, we're going to come back and open these up just to kind of see where you are. Okay? Alright, so here, let me, let me coach this up again. The very first thing that comes to your mind, what in 2014 was going on in your world that you do not want to drag into 2015? Was it any of these that we just read? Did I have anger, bitterness, rage? Did I have malicious behavior? Did I have dirty language? Had I not allowed God's Word to be planted in my heart? Did I have filth? Do I have evil stuff going on within me that I don't want to drag into 2015? Okay? Example, Bivo. So what, let me finish that thought. So whatever that first thing is that you want to not have with you in 2015, you write that down on your card. Date it, seal it up, and put your name on the outside of it. And in March, we're going to come together and we're going to see how we're doing. Not as a... uh, We're just going to see how we're doing. To receive encouragement and empowerment from it. Okay? If you don't have anything to write, you don't write anything. That's cool. You're in a safe place. So I'll give you a second to do that. Put it on the outside and then pass it towards the center. Bruce, you got Joey there? Cool, thank you.
All right, you want to pass them down to the center? Yeah, I'll take the extras. All right, pass them down towards the center of the aisle. And then Pop and Deb will collect them. All right. Got okay, as you're still doing that, the reason that we're doing this is because the thing is, is that you have to have a foundation. Need an envelope? Okay, cool. All right, has everybody turned one in that wants to turn one in? Yeah. Thanks. I feel like one of the proctors that I You know what I mean? I just saw someone cheating. What am I going to do here? <laughs> Is that it? I love it. Somebody probably put, you know, like, I'm going to put Bivo's name on this one. <laughs> <laughs> Turning that one in. January 3rd. Uh, no, we're not. So March. Let me get my calendar here. We'll send out reminders. So March 7th, we'll open these up. Now here's the thing, here's one of the reasons, because even next week what we're going to do, Emily, raise your hand just for a second. Emily's going to be here next week. She's about to shove off. I know she's going like, what in the heck? <laughs> and we're going to pray over her. So like next week, the thing is, is that part of what she's asking and what Shelby has asked before and all the guys that have ever gone to Haiti or China, Jamie's not here, anyone that's ever gone anywhere, part of you goes with them whenever they go. And so next week, what we're going to talk about in, in the application of just this first step is how do we do this together? Because a lot of times we try to do these things isolated. And we try to do them by ourselves. And Emily's saying, hey, I can't, I'm not going to do this by myself. I want you guys to pray over me, so come back for that next week. Alright, so let's illustrate what we've just walked through. Okay? Because the, two, the words that pop off this, the pages for me here are get rid of, put away, put aside. And so I had, I've, I've asked people before is that, is that in order for you to get rid of something, you've got to figure out why you had it in the first place. Right? We'll let them have that. You good? Alright, is everybody with me on that? Eyeball me here for a second. 
If I'm wanting to get rid of something, if I'm wanting to stop an activity, if I'm wanting to correct a behavior, I've got to figure out why I started it in the first place. So it's going to be like this. The example is, is that we're in our attic. But our attic is our heart. Alright? And so we start going in there, and whatever your event thing was on your card, maybe it was some of these, and you know, and you go in your attic, and you, and you start looking around, and you go, oh my gosh, look at this. There's still bitterness and anger and filth. I thought I got rid of that. And you keep looking at it, and you go, what? Insensitive? Me? Not me. No. Irritable? Not irritable. I'm not irritable at all. Or unpleasant, obscene. And so you see, we get this box and we go, well, I didn't, I didn't think I was that anymore. I didn't think I had that. But then when you stop to do some real inner soul searching, you realize that maybe you do. And the world just looks at this and says, stop it. Stop. Stop being bitter. Okay. How's that working? <laughs> you know, or, or some of these. A lot of these have to do with our speech. Dirty language. And like Deb said earlier, what's in my attic, what's in my heart that makes me want to spew, especially if it's about a brother or sister that's not even in my presence? But you know who we spew at the most, game? Yourself. And God is going, man, that's just not... No. No, that's not you. That's not how I see you. And so the thing is, is that you have to look inside this box to see what's creating this. You with me? You have to... So I've got filthy behavior. I've got uncolorful speech. I'm mean. I'm nasty. How come? Well, let's look inside this box. Well, I could be unforgiving. Or I could be wanting forgiveness from someone that hasn't given it to me yet. Or I'm afraid of the unknown. I'm fearful. I don't trust motive. It could be that I'm nasty to a particular person because I don't trust their motive towards me. I don't trust their heart with my heart. And so therefore, it creates anger. It creates harsh words. It creates uh, malicious behavior. Or maybe I want revenge. Maybe that's causing the, the particular critical spirit or me being insensitive. Or so what's inside this box? Could it be that I'm playing God? Could it be that I'm just getting so upset because so-and-so is not doing exactly what I think they ought to be doing on their path of recovery? Gee whiz, man. Maybe it's a habit. Maybe it was the only thing ever modeled for me and I just don't know yet. No one's ever taught me a different way. Or maybe I'm just choosing it. Maybe I'm just choosing the flesh over the Spirit. And so if I'm going to get rid of it, how do I get rid of it? How do I allow myself to be not afraid? How do I allow myself to take the choice? 
How do I allow ourselves to not be revengeful? This one's a big one too. Insecure. So many times we get into places like this and we start comparing ourselves to someone else. It's hard not to compare ourselves to Emily and Jamie and, and, and Pow Pow and ML and all these guys that have ever gone on a trip somewhere. Dang, they're super sold out for Jesus because they go to Haiti. Spencer. And we start comparing ourselves when your biggest mission field is in your home. That's your biggest mission field is in your home. So if I'm insecure there, guess what's going to start coming out? You're going to start raging. You're going to start, being, you're going to start having harsh words with one another. And so how do I allow God to penetrate this? That's what we're going to start talking about next week. Here's how I want to close out tonight. Go back to our verses and think about the things to get rid of. That when you get rid of, listen to what? Just listen. You close your eyes and listen to as you start getting rid of this, what starts to happen for you. Ephesians 4 says, Put on your new nature created to be like God, truly righteous and holy. Colossians says, put on your new nature and be renewed as you learn to know your Creator and become like Him. As you learn. Gang, for a lot of us, we don't know how to not be insecure. So I have to have people around me that have walked this before to help me learn how to not be fearful of the unknown. And then this box starts to go away. You can get rid of that. When you allow others into this world that you're not masking anymore, then these boxes start going away. Do they, will they ever be a temptation for them to rise up? You better believe it. And if anyone says that they don't, you run from them as fast as you can because they're faking you. They're faking you. We ain't going to do it here. Not with y'all. In closing, one of my favorite author, authors, uh, Henry Nowen, he had the chance to chat with Mother Teresa. Can you, believe, can you imagine? What if, what if you had the chance to chat with Mother Teresa? or Billy? I know we just kind of go, oh my gosh. But guess what? She's filled with the same Holy Spirit you are. It's just that she's gotten rid of a lot of that box, those boxes that we hang on to. Because a lot of times, gang, what, what happens is we go, well, I think, I think I'm done with that. So I'm just going to pack it up just in case for later. Just in case. Just in case I need, if God doesn't do it exactly the way I want to, then I can go pull it right back out. Let it go. Put that in the, in the landfill. Henry now and ask her, Mother Teresa, what can I do to strengthen my spiritual direction? What do you think she said? I'll tell you what she said. She said, spend one hour each day in adoration of your Lord and never do anything you know is wrong. Do this and you'll be fine. <laughs> Is that not great? You know, I'm sure Henry was just waiting for some of this, you know, 
15 point thing that, you know, Henry, here's what you got to do. You got to go boom, 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 boom. And she says, just stay in adoration of your Lord for at least an hour a day. And don't ever do anything that you know to be wrong. And you'll be fine. Wow. And I look at that and I go, I've not been able to do that. So it might, therefore, it takes us to help encouraging each other to do it. So the very moment that I'm wanting to start pulling out my billy club and whooping somebody, remember the joy of your salvation. The hymn in us. The new filter. Remember the filters that we had? I believe that when we start doing that, then we will be fine. Crazy hard. Sounds so simple. Crazy hard. But oh, so rewarding. Had a friend of mine this week, he shared, for the very first time he shared with someone, the real him. And he shared with me how powerful it was. I understand that dope. It's a new dope. To live in freedom, those boxes go away. You don't let anybody ever identify you outside of who Christ sees you. And that's redeemed, reconciled, forgiven, and empowered. And you guys move mountains by doing that. Father, thank You. I thank You that there is a bunch that constantly cleans their addict out. Lord, I'm reminded of, of some of the steps that I took in a 12-step in a where we're to constantly take this inventory of our lives. That we take this inventory of our of ourself. And, and Lord, that's in. That's what You're telling us to do in Your Word. When You're telling us to get rid of things. That we look at the reason why they're even there. And so, Lord, a lot of these steps sometimes that we look at seem daunting. They seem too much. Then that's why You came to indwell Yourself within us. Because left to ourselves, they are. So Lord, I pray tonight that as we participate in the, in the singing and the, the breaking of the bread and dipping in the cup that represents the death, burial, and resurrection of You, Father, for us. Lord, that we will do so knowing that we've made room for You. That, Lord, that whatever is on these cards, Father, that You have already taken care of. Lord, that You knew what they were going to write before they even wrote it. And so, Father, I pray that for each day that whatever it is that was on the card, that they wouldn't wear that as a label. But they would only wear You as their label, God. And so, Father, it's in Christ's name that we lift all of this up to You. In His name, Amen.